What's up, guys? Welcome to the Lazy Boy QBs podcast. I am your co-host, Chad Larson. Joining me as he does each and every episode, the one, the only, Dolphins fans finest, Jonathan Ryder. Johnny, how are we, boss? Hey, Mr. Chad, Comandante Chad, we're doing all right. Episode 102, we got some major news. The NFL just keeps on giving, and I'm ready to roll, man. I, I tell you, man, I always love it when there's news that actually occurs on the day that we're shooting, because it yes. almost makes me feel semi like a professional podcast when we're like one of the first groups of people, and it's not like anyone's really, any of the of the national media is taken from us, but we're yeah. one of the groups that gets to give our take first on news that happens, and I enjoy that, and we definitely got some of that today. Hey, man, I, I, I think we're in that semi-pro level. I think next year when we go to the draft... I might request press credentials. I'm just throwing <laughs> it out there. Yeah, guys, for anyone that, that does not know about that, me and Johnny, we're letting you guys in on a secret now. We're going to the 2023 draft in Kansas City, half because we want to go to the draft and half because, come on, guys. Y'all see y'all see what the what the logo is for this podcast. <laughs> We're going to get some of that KC barbecue. Like, let's not kid ourselves. I'm not sure if it's half and half. It might be 75-25 for the barbecue. Well, hey, man, come on. It's a good barbecue, man. Say that that when we're not recording. We want the people to at least respect us or think we're respectable somewhat. Oh, oh, my bad, my bad. (laughs) Hey, edit that out. Edit that out. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, no, man, like you said, boss, we got a lot to get into today. So let's get into these shout-outs, though, so we can get into all that stuff. All right, I'm going to start with the 920. Green no, Bay, Green stand Bay. up. 336-954-305-786-757. Yeah, stand up. Yeah, and uh, you know I'm giving a 75 honorary shout-out, but this one is well-deserved. Uh, today is my sister Aaron's 12th birthday, so she had a nice bowling oh, party. Birthday, she had a nice bowling party yesterday, which you'll... Um, be sad to hear I finished second in bowling to Ethan by one point. Literally one point. Um, I'm sure that got competitive. You know what's funny is is not in the beginning, and and then like we ate, and you thought it was gonna be like all right, everything's just gonna be low, but it got super competitive right there at the end when we realized how close it was. So yeah, you you know how it is. You know me well enough. Hey boss, one more shout out. Shout oh, yeah. out to my daughter Isabella for uh, you no know, peddling the pot at her school. Shout oh, out yeah. to Brazina, you know who actually listened to the podcast. Hey, we appreciate your listen. And yes, we are sorry for the bad words, but Isabella said you're good with it. Uh, just don't listen around the kids at school. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. We, to be fair, we have that explicit rating on it, so people people know That's not right. to pop this one in with the kids in the back seat or anything like that. <laughs> Boss, since we're on the topic of people who are listening and are invested, this isn't quite a shout-out, but it's just so funny. Um, the day the episode dropped, la- our last episode dropped, um, you were the talk of my group chat with, with the, my Eagles oh. and other football friend fans. Okay. Because they were laughing out of their minds at how much you were losing it at the Connor Wood. Because they're all Philly and other NFC East team fans, so they know how bad... <laughs> Connor Williams is, but they just enjoyed that now a new fan base is going to get to experience how terrible he is. (laughs) 
Yeah, and, and I'm the fan base that has to go against Von Miller now every year. Um, it's great. Yeah. It's I great. tell you what. I tell you what, though, boss, that can transition us into homework corner because that's right where we're Ooh. starting today. We ain't we ain't been there in a couple of weeks. And I tell you what, man, we got to find out how the Dolphins fans are feeling so far through free agency and what they're looking for moving forward. And who better to talk to than you? Um, you know that you're the you're uh, the pulse of the fan base. So let me know where are they at. Well, there's definitely a lot, a lot of other more qualified people, but I'll give you my take, boss. Darlington uh, was booked. Darlington was booked. I'll just say. Uh, all right, we'll we'll keep trying. Um, <laughs> all right, so so two of the biggest signings that happened after we spoke last week, Chad, was of course uh, Alec Ingold, the fullback from the Raiders that signed with Miami, and of course Raheem Mostert. Uh, yeah. So. I'm not gonna lie. I really like those deals. I love fullbacks, right? <laughs> I, I I like a powerful run game. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, a guy that's big and athletic that gets in there, but every now and then can you know, can can slip out of the backfield and catch a pass. I think Raheem Mostert for three point five. I mean, oh, as yeah. long as he stays healthy, he's an explosive back. Pair him up with Chase Edmonds. I think he kind of figured that backfield out, in my opinion. Mm. But we still need that offensive lineman. Look. We lost Olayo Collins. To me, I thought he was a better option than than Teron Armstead, who visited mm. Miami today. All right. Can now, I just can I just ask you real quick? What do you? Yes. Because you're the, you're the first person I've heard say that actually. So I just want to know, and maybe I'm putting you on the spot, but what makes you think Collins is a better fit than Armstead? Or you're saying better fit or just a better free agent? Period. I think a better fit in, in in the opinion of one, he plays right tackle as opposed to mm. left tackle, and two was a left-handed quarterback, okay. and okay. two age and money. Like mm. to run Armstead right now realizes that he is like the only thing the Dolphins can get their hands at in order to to great like have a successful off season that kind of appeases the masses, right? Mm. He can ask for huge money. Twenty plus I'm million. Talking, he can get twenty plus million, which yeah. for a thirty-one year old left tackle who has only played, I believe, less than seventy percent of his games is yeah. a big ask. We've been there with Brandon Albert in the past, given big money. He was great when he was on the field, but when he wasn't there, it was utter disaster. Now, Miami needs, they're going to feel the pressure to sign to run Armstead. He visited Miami today. I think he can squeeze Miami for big money. And that kind of worries me a little bit. Because what is he going to ask? And how far is Miami willing to go? And I think they're probably going to overpay him. Like you said, 20, 21, maybe even 22. Which is crazy, but it is what it is. We need that offensive tackle. In order for me to deem this offseason a successful offseason, Chad. Yeah, and I think um, going back to the Mostert signing real quick, I, I I do like Mostert in a vacuum. The problem, like you said, is the health. Um, you know, obviously that's why he's why he is available. We we talked about on the, or no, maybe this is just me and you on the phone, but just all those mm-hmm. San Francisco running backs that just felt like kept getting injured every single year, whether it's Mostert or Jerk McKinnon or. Yep. Um, we had one other guy. Tevin Coleman. Yeah, exactly. Tevin, Tevin Coleman, Coleman was one of those guys. So, so I like Mostert in a vacuum. I worry about his health. The good thing about it is, though, like you said, I think they're going to be a true two-headed backfield with him and Chase Edmonds, considering there is a both 
there's a decent investment in both guys. Edmonds a little bit more long term and a little bit more, but you know, Mostert still, if you're paying him three five, you're gonna expect him to produce something for you. Especially at a running yeah. back position that's getting getting kinda cheap. Um, defensive side of the ball, how are you feeling about Miami? Have they any major I haven't really been keeping up with them too much. Sorry, I apologize, but any major oh. moves? Obviously the Ogba signing uh, or resign was probably big. Yeah. But anything else defensively? So so Miami has been on the resign kind of thing. We resigned okay. Duke Riley uh for I did three point five, I believe. They the resigned a guy Yes. Uh <laughs> second round pick, right? Former second round pick? Yes, he was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we resigned to Landon Roberts uh, for I want to say another three to four million dollars. Not a fan of those signings. I mean, Duke <laughs> yeah. Riley's an athletic uh, linebacker and he does contribute to special teams. I just feel like Landon Roberts is just an old school thumper, and I believe you could just grab a guy in the fifth round every year to do that. Yep. Uh, yep. He's a complete liability in pass coverage. It, it just kills me uh, that you're still paying a guy like that so much money. But on the defensive side, look, my, Byron Jones is still there. Xavier Howard is still there. You know I love Javon Holland. I don't see any type of free agent signings. We did sign a corner, uh, but he is like a special teamer from the Giants. Uh, mm. But on the defensive side, it's been pretty quiet. It's all about the offense and putting... You're pretty much putting everything around Tua, which I really feel is going to increase that pressure to show that you're a true franchise quarterback moving forward for the Miami Dolphins, Chad. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I thought maybe they would go into a to go get a secondary player as well. I was thinking maybe Darius mm-hmm. Williams as a sneaky signing for them, um, just for okay. a guy who they could bolster the secondary. Um, although when I saw him getting up to ten mil or getting ten million a year. Um, I think that was probably a little bit more than Miami would have liked to spend at that position. Um, But the only reason I thought about it is because they prioritize. And I really felt like we we talked about a lot at the end of the year. They found a style of defense that I think was very good for the roster they had that was emphasized and prioritized by the secondary, um, which I felt like was good, but still not that great level to where you're like, all right, I feel comfortable relying on the secondary snap after snap. I, I'm okay with it. They brought also back Nick Needham, the undrafted yeah. free agent from UTEP. Uh, he, he's another guy that re-signed. I am okay with it. But we also got to understand, Chad, even though yeah. we have the same defensive coordinator and the same GM, mm-hmm. uh, let's see what what posture, right, the, the new Miami Dolphins is going to you know, go moving forward. Um so I'm very interested to see that. And remember, there's also the draft. Uh, at this point, the way things are going, uh, I see Miami taking best player available, which is the best situation a team can be in. Absolutely. That's always – you never want to have a true need going into the draft. To me. Yes. But um, – all right, boss. I feel like we just did a good minute on Miami. Anything a else with them? Yes. Anything else uh, – I know you said offensive tackle, obviously Armstead. Any other position maybe you could see them trying to get um, right before maybe kind of – I guess we're kind of at the scrap ends of free agency, but still some good guys available. Anyone you could see them going after? Not right now, Chad, to be honest with you. I think they're just okay. trying to lock up that offensive line. Got you. Got you. Well, that can go ahead and uh, transition us over then to my boys, Dallas. Um you know, boss, the name of the game for us kind of has been re-signed this offseason as well. I mean, Dorrance Armstrong, two years, $13 million, I thought was kind of a little bit more than I would have wanted to play, pay. 
And uh, I know no one's really giving you the Dorrance Armstrong re-sign breakdown, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's part of one of my problems. I just, I'm too addicted to this team. Uh, Leighton Vander Esch, we re-signed for a year, which I thought was like, all right, cool. Like, now we have a, a true middle linebacker. Um, I, had some, I had some Chargers fans who were mad at me because I was suggesting uh, uh, Vander Esch as a possible pickup for them just because he's a run stuffer. And they were like, oh, man. Why the hell would you have Vander Esch? I'm like, hey, he's still not a bad player. Um, yeah. But the biggest deal, I think, of all of them was the J. Ron Curse re-sign that happened today. Two years up to $11 million. Um, man, he's just – I mean, I, I've said it over and over again. I felt like he was the defensive version of, uh, of of Dalton Schultz for this team last year. Arguably the most important piece that no one was really talking about because um, he just kind of fit in and plugged in all the holes alongside where our stars um, – we're going and and now to bring him back i think he brings a lot of versatility can play the high safety a little bit can play in the box can play one-on-one against tight ends can play in zone so i really like j ron curse and and i think that was a big pickup for us or a big re-sign for us should i say i mean dallas lost a lot right let's be honest yeah i mean gregory amari cooper for sure so lyle collins uh yeah connor williams chad and, and they've been very quiet as far as acquiring free agents. Yeah, no um, kidding. <laughs> what are they going to have? Do you think the strategy is to draft and then see what's available out there as far as free agents after the draft? Or you, like you said, there are still a few guys out there that you know that are st- they're probably waiting a little bit more money to you know, or they're just trying to see that those first few waves go by. And maybe that's when Dallas is going to get aggressive. What do you see? And do they need to do that? Or do they just roll with the draft? Yeah, you know, I think there are really two kind of levels of free of, of free agents in that top tier. There are those mm-hmm. top tier guys who are super duper coveted and are looking for their first real money deal. So for the most mm-hmm. part, those guys sign within the first two or three days. Because they're just going to sign. It's going to be easy. They're going to sign to a team that gives them a lot of money. And that's I'm not yep. knocking them for it because at the end of the day, it's a business move. And they have to think like businessmen, which I respect. And then there's the second group of coveted free agents where it's these guys have kind of done a lot so far. So they kind of want to see the landscape, how that pans out more so before they make a determination. And I think you can say that about two guys that Dallas is kind of keyed in on right now. And Bobby Wagner and Zadarius Smith, who I just heard about, you know, we were linked to yesterday and today, really. So hopefully, mm-hmm. I mean, we do have $27 million in cap space right now. Hopefully that we'll be able to maybe acquire one of those guys. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like Dallas, you know, because we're a big team, we're going to be linked to a lot more guys than our, we're probably even really thinking about. So I'm not really holding my breath for anything, which is a sad thing to say. But I just think Dallas isn't going to – do something or I don't know if guys are really going to want to sign with Dallas because I don't know if we're really a true contending team no matter even if we had some some really good guys I got a question for you so one of the biggest holes that we saw last year and even if you felt it is that they needed to adjust the corner position why not go out there and try to get a guy like Stephon Gilmore yeah, and I mean, true, he's another guy who, right now, though, I'm hearing, or what I've seen from him is it's between the Panthers and the Raiders. Um, yes. But, but I, yeah, no, I mean, I agree with you. It's like, hey, we had Anthony Brown starting at corner last year, you know, opposite of Diggs. 
with Jordan Lewis in the slot. And it's like, to me, that's just not going to get it done on a high-level mm-hmm. type of team, and we saw that. And um, offensively, I think we're going to be okay. You know, people are making a big deal out of the Amari Cooper loss. Yes, obviously it's a loss, but um, I think we're going to be able to fill those holes that, that he leaves behind. Um, but but the line, I, I think, is the thing that I've been disappointed in, is we haven't mm. invested anything in the line. I mean, for as bad as Connor Williams was, he was a fucking starter last year, and we lost yep. him, Lyle. We lost him and Lyle Collins both. So I know we still have Smith, but he, you know, he's fallen into that group of guys who just can't play 17 games anymore. You know, he just literally can't, for whatever reason, play 17 games. I think this is four years in a row where he's been well under that number. So, all right, him, I, I have a. A follow-up question to that comment yeah. right there, Chad. Since you are, you know, the depth chart up to like the the you know, the ninth, <laughs> the tenth offensive lineman for the Cowboys. <laughs> is there a replacement in the building for those guys? No, just just real simple to me. I think Connor McGovern is a decent offensive lineman with some versatility, but I don't think okay. if you're asking him to be a long-term starter for you, you know, for X number of years, I don't think that you're really going to be successful doing that. Terrence Steele has kind of been our swing tackle for the past two to three years. Um, and then we signed Aviant Collins, who was with Minnesota and fucking sucked with them. Um, so those are like our tackle prospects. To me, I didn't think either one of those guys. I mean, like I said, Collins couldn't even really play in Minnesota. And then um, Steele, he's he's a good swing tackle, but he's not a guy you should want as your starter. No, no, no chance at all. So it's got to be draft or free agency because I don't feel like we have someone in-house yet. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, boss, that's really all I got for Dallas. I mean, do you have any more questions about it? It's kind of been not much to talk about because, like you said, it's been like four or five re-signs. And, hey, when is Dallas actually going to do something in free agency? Well, my overall, and I think you kind of answered this, like how concerned are you? Is it like DEFCON 1 and you're freaking out? Or, or it's like DEFCON 4 and like, yeah, I, 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 can, I can roll with it. I think we make a huge mistake at trying to assume that these teams are finished products in March. Um, yes. Because it's just, I mean, this is what kind of the only NFL thing to talk about until the draft. But um, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't, I definitely would not say DEFCON 1. I would say maybe, I mean, yeah, 4, four is, is a good one to, to say because I'm not, okay. you know, I am obviously monitoring it with, with both eyes, but at the same time, I'm not losing sleep over it yet. Hey, so, as long t- as you're not losing any sleep, we're good, boss. I tell you, talk to me going into week one, depending on what our O-line is going to look like. Hey, I might be losing sleep going into week one. I don't know yet. Because I, I assume if you're O-line, and I'm, I'm going to read this from left to right, you can test my Cowboys knowledge. If your left to right looks like uh, Tyron Smith, McGovern, Bayadash, Martin, and Steele, you're not a fan. No, and you know what's sad is that was our offensive line for uh, at the beginning of last season. Two games, yep. yeah. When Ter- when Lyle Collins was suspended, and the sad thing is when Collins came back and Smith got hurt, it was Steele at left tackle. You know, so that's mm-hmm. kind of been the O line we've been rolling with for majority of last season, and I don't, I just don't think that's good enough. Hey, real quick. Do you yep. like that knowledge? I could tell you know, I'm, you know, five, no, I'm, five, I'm not five gonna, offensive linemen. I'm not, no, no. Well, no, because well, here's what it was. I thought you were going to name the O-line from last season, and but you hit oh. me with what the new O-line is going to look like. I was yeah. like, oh, shit. As <laughs> soon as you said Bayadesh and then Terrence Steele, I was like, wow, fuck. All right, he's, he's plugging and playing, guys. He's putting pieces together. So... 
But, uh, no, nah, I do appreciate that. Because the thing is, there's no way in hell. Well, I mean, maybe for week one, because I'm going to do a ramp up before the season starts. But no way in hell I'm going to be able to name the Dolphins starting O-line until week one. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, boss. Either. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I am going to say, I don't even know if Mike McDaniel will be able to name it before week hey, one. Hey. Hey, maybe Teron Armstead, anybody else, whatever. Well, that's the oh, thing. No, if no. They... Connor Williams, Connor Williams. You know Connor Williams is going to be Fuck, there. imagine. <laughs> Fucking imagine. Uh, I actually just hope for Connor Williams' sake he's not like – because you know what it's going to be then. Then it's going to be like, well, brought in, brought in Connor Williams to shore up the offensive line. It's like, fuck me. <laughs> I mean, he's our best offensive lineman right now. I'm just being completely honest with you, Chad. Right yeah, and now – and as your he friend, I don't like that for you. As your friend, I just don't like that for you. So I, I want that to change between now and, and and August. Like we said, we got a lot of time. I mean, we, hell, we got what four or five months? Um, no, longer than that. Yeah. April. Time flies yeah, five by. Months. Time flies by, though. Yeah, but yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, boss, speaking of time flying by, and I think that's kind of relevant in this next topic we're gonna get to. And we're going to spend a good amount of time on it. Is the Deshaun Watson okay. trade? Yes. Um, you know, this. I forget what day it became official. Was it Friday? It was Friday, I believe. Was when it became yes. official because all the talk was, you know, right before it became official. Literally thirty minutes before, all I was seeing was Watson going to take the weekend to decide where he's going. It's like, well, yep. that means he's definitely deciding the day. If everyone's saying he's taking the weekend, um, ended up going to the Browns. The total package ended up being three first-round picks, a third, and two-fourths. What was your initial reaction? How do you feel about the trade for both teams football-wise? We're talking football-wise first. Hey, uh, for the Houston Texans, who have been accused of being fleeced on multiple trades, that's a pretty nice haul. I mean, I'm sure that they would have loved to keep Deshaun Watson for because they, they have – he has shown them how good of a football player he is. But he wanted out. He doesn't trust ownership. Uh, there was no GM. I mean, Bill O'Brien, like, destroyed that roster. He played behind terrible offensive lines. He still had 32 touchdown passes in a year. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so uh, but but so Houston needed to move on. And it's a nice haul. Like, I didn't know. I, I for, Man, they got two fourths as well. I think that's, like, a nice little icing on the cake. Um and for the Browns, okay, welcome to we love you again. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, we, yeah. we love them, but the 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 media does not. Well, uh, from a football perspective, you, you, how, oh no, how football do you not wise, love yeah. this. No, yeah, oh, football uh, wise, no we, doubt. We talked about football perspective. I mean, yep. all of a sudden, even though the Bengals went to the Super Bowl last year, you can yep. make. A very legitimate argument that this is the, 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 the Cleveland Browns are the best team in the AFC North. It, they have an offensive line. They have two. They have two stud running backs. They have Amari Cooper. We talked about this on the phone. Guys like Donovan Peoples Jones, Rashard Higgins, Anthony Schwartz, the tight ends between Unjoku and, and, and Harrison Bryant. I mean, it's a good offense, and he can make that offense a, a better. And the defense. Star-studded cast as well. JOK, Owusu Koromoa, Miles yeah. Garrett, Greedy Williams, uh, Denzel Ward, uh, Grant Delpit, uh, J- Josh Jack. I mean, this is a really good 
football roster that just went from a C at the quarterback position, CC minus, to a solid A. Now, the only thing I will say is, can't expect right away results. I do see an A-game suspension in there. Uh, so, you know, you're going to have to roll with Jacoby Brissett for the first eight, eight, eight games. But guess what, Chad? Look, overall, I think both sides got a fair deal. Yeah, and I think you kind of – I want to talk about the last point you you just made mm-hmm. first was one of the best parts of the entire weekend for the Browns, I thought, was getting Brissett, you know, as mm-hmm. their backup because, like you said, he has experience. You know, he's not the greatest starter in the world. We've, set, we've definitely seen that. But uh, he's a quarterback with a roster as full as what they're going to have this year. He should be able to keep them at least afloat, you know, while Watson is yes. serving his inevitable suspension that we kind of all are assuming is going to come at some point this year. Um, but to me, you're, you're not – when you trade for Watson, you're not trading for Watson in 2022. You're trading for Watson in 2023, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28. You know, all these years where he's going to be a top-five quarterback, um, or at least I would assume he's going to be a top-five quarterback – for Houston, I liked it because, like you said, man, they have a depleted roster, really, and they just need to accumulate the draft capital. Um, everyone, you know, I've seen people kind of saying, oh, man, it's crazy they got through first. So I would give them credit for that. But in reality, I mean, let, let's just be real honest about it. It shouldn't be surprising that Deshaun Watson, one of the five best players at the most important position in team sports, uh, is going for three first-round picks. You know, no matter what. I thought, thought it was cheap. No, I was going to say, to be honest, like, if you're saying Russell Wilson goes for two first-round picks, why would Deshaun Watson not go for four, you know, wipe wipe aside everything that's going on with him off the field? Mm-hmm. So, I just, I, I just, I don't understand. I thought that, I thought it was a, it was borderline a, a steal as well, you know, for, for Cleveland. And then they turned around and gave him that five-year, $230 million extension, uh, fully guaranteed. I'll be honest, my mind was blown when I saw the deal, um, but not in, like, a bad way. I was just like, wow, he got five full years of fully guaranteed money, um, which I think goes to show you this transition that I've kind of talked about of, look, the NFL quarterback is now the NBA superstar. You know, yeah. it's just there. whatever you have to do to cater to them because you realize that those guys run the whole league, that's what's kind of going to happen. Are you seeing that? Kind of, did you see that as well with the Watson deal, or what was your take on it? Yeah, I mean, a lot like <laughs> maybe five years ago, Chad, we would have been like, Oh, he has to prove himself, you know, gotta give that guy to prove it deal. Look, right now, if you prove that you can play football as a quarterback in the NFL, that's all you need. You can oh, screw yeah. up, you might have a bad season. Guess what? There's no prove it contract, you're gonna get paid. And Deshaun Watson, you're talking about top five quarterback. Let's be real. His his floor, his absolute floor is probably top twelve. Oh yeah. I mean that's, you know, if that's everything goes to shit. Yes, that that's the floor. So uh I, 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 I like the extension. I also knew that the Browns I see that's why I respect about the Browns, right? Because at first he said no to the Browns. Uh, you know, it, it came down to Atlanta and New Orleans, and they're like, no, no, no. Look, tell you what, man, we're gonna respect your talent here. He, oh, yeah. This is this is us dishing out two hundred and thirty million dollars. And let me tell you something, boss. If you want a star quarterback in this league this year, th- th- this age, 
that that's the price you're gonna pay. You're gonna have to go all out to go get your guy. And guess what? That's gonna fill up your stadiums. You're gonna get multiple Monday night games. You're gonna get Sunday night games because without a star quarterback, you're just a one o'clock kickoff like everybody else. Yeah, I mean now, like like we've kind of talked about, like there are probably four or five teams that go into the season and are like. Yeah, man, we probably do have the roster, but fuck. We look at our quarterback and we're like, well, we're not getting to a Super Bowl. You know, and, and in reality, there are probably 24 to 25 teams that probably truly, if they looked in the mirror, would feel that way. Because like yeah. we said, you need one of those, you know, true difference maker guys, unless you have just an absolutely transcendent roster. And even then, yeah. you're still going to need really good quarterback play for the most part. So, but, but yeah, I, I just, I, to me, I thought it was... Uh, a seismic move. You you would agree that this puts Cleveland definitely in the top tier of AFC teams, correct? Like, what's your? Give me your updated top tier, your tier one AFC. I mean, we need to talk about that, Chad, because I feel like the AFC is just so loaded, loaded yep. right now. Uh, because I love every team in the West. Uh, <laughs> I love the Bills. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, they're they're in the top tier, but the top tier for me in, in, in the AFC is like eight teams. Yeah, Not eight, I mean, maybe six or seven. Maybe, yeah, maybe eight. I, I, it, it's crazy. Yeah, I think to me, I would just say like, I, I would give my top tier. I would make it three because to me, I just think Buffalo, KC, and and now Cleveland. Like I, I put, I have to put Cleveland mm-hmm. in that tier. To me, I, I have to put Cleveland. We've been saying for two years they have the best roster in the NFL, and now they finally got a quarterback. Um, so I put those three, and not even just a quarterback. They got the quarterback. Um, yeah. So I, I have to put them now. Because I think Watson is a guy who can go toe-to-toe with Josh Allen, Mahomes. You know, yeah. let's not disrespect Burrow. Um, Lamar Jackson, yeah. who's going to be coming back. Uh, I mean, <laughs> literally, you could rattle off. We got I mean, Justin, Herbert, Herbert, we got Herbert, Carr. we got Russell Wilson, Carr, and Devontae yeah. Adams together. It's like, holy crap. I mean, maybe you can yeah. pick on the AFC South, right? But then again, yeah. we're going to talk about this guy, Matt Ryan, which, I mean, I'll save my thoughts, but... Yeah, yeah, very uh, true. Like, there's not... I mean, there are maybe four, maybe what, two or three teams going into next year in the AFC that are going to say, yeah, we probably aren't going to have a shot at the playoffs or making a, like, there are probably going to be 10 teams who are like, yeah, we can probably come out of the AFC. Yeah. They're going to realistically say, hey, yeah, if everything breaks right for us, we're coming out of this conference. Don't worry, the Dolphins is not one of them. Ooh, man. Hey, I wasn't saying that yet. You don't know what two is going to look like this year. I know. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, boss. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to do that. By the way, um, since I, I think we're kind of wrapping the Deshaun talk or, or whatever, mm-hmm. I just want to give a quick minute mm-hmm. to say, just to people in in general, on people on Twitter, really, um, can yes. we just fucking understand the justice system in the United fucking states before we start going on a fucking sabbatical about how can a how can the team do this or that or whatever. You know, boss, you articulated it perfectly to me about, you know, I'm and I'm not trying to downplay the severity mm-hmm. of what could have ha- that of what could happen. But that's the mm-hmm. thing. I use the word could 
Okay, so we're everyone's talking about like this dude's fucking convicted sitting in a jail cell, but I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I just have a real problem with the way it's been covered the past couple of days where I felt like there was this big, not even hug, but there was a semi-hug given out where it was like, hey, man, this dude's not even going to be tried criminally, and now all of a sudden people are like, well, fuck this dude, blah, 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 how can you do that for your team? It's like, dude, this guy has not been proven guilty of any wrongdoing. So, but I that's mean, just Ray my Lewis, that's just my take. Ray, Ray Lewis got accused of murder. I mean, he fucking killed a dude. Like, come on, man. Or <laughs> yeah, allegedly man, killed no, a dude. Man, allegedly, allegedly killed. Let's, let's go. Allegedly. Yeah. Have we ever brought, brought that up? Fuck uh, in, no. In his Hall of Fame. I mean, right. you said it perfectly. Michael Vick. He actually went to prison. Federal prison. Dude was sitting in federal prison for two plus years, I think. And, and no one even thinks of, I mean, I don't know about no one. I know damn sure I don't think about it when I'm watching him on Fox Sundays. Oh, I, my, my biggest memories are Michael Vick. You know, it was those, those awesome commercials. Was it Nike or Under Armour? Where, like, Nike, the Michael yeah, Vick it was the Nike, the Vick, the Vick that, that, twos. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Put the I, helmet I, I, on I, and you were I, him I, for a play? Dude, and, and that's, it is what it is, man. How many people are talking about Kareem Hunt's incident where he kicked the girl? No, how we're many, talking about how it's a dynamic duel right now. How many people are I talking mean, about the multiple things that Tyreek Hill has gotten into over the past handful of years? Oh. No, no, what? Exactly. Ch- yeah. Chad. Like Chad. all this stuff you're saying, we're just horrible in the moment. All, like you said, they're all horrible things. We're not downplaying them, but people live too much in the moment. And like you said, go go read our legal system. Go get a basic understanding of it. Hey, I had to become a citizen of this country, and I had to take a test to know at least the basics. Y'all should do too. You know? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So now that we've taken off our lawyer hat, We're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we're going to talk about the other end of this for the Browns. And then we got some more trades and free agents to break down. Welcome back, guys. As we said uh, before the break, we're going to talk about it on the other end of the Browns. And that means Baker Mayfield, boss. And this was... Kind of per your request, it was funny when we were going through the outline, you were like, hey, we're going to make sure we're talking about Baker, right? And uh, I just love to hear that from you because I've never I've never known you. I, I definitely, look, that doesn't make you a Baker guy, but it's just funny to me that we have to talk about, what, the 34th, 35th best quarterback in the league maybe? Hmm. Well, <laughs> it's not necessarily so much as of that, right? But Baker yeah. Mayfield is a former first overall pick. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. he became Cleveland's baby. I mean, people we, people like you and I outside of Cleveland have really got on, on, on Baker Maysfield, uh on his behind for, for not only all the comments, but also can, can I bad tell you, play. Go ahead, boss. Can I tell you who he is? Uh, He's Cleveland's Tua. Yeah! But except louder and more yeah. annoying, yep. right? No, absolutely. Like, Tua's a absolutely. humble guy that puts his yeah. head down. He He's easy to, to root for. A good image. Definitely. Exactly. Baker is the kind of guy that, you know, called out Duke Johnson about, oh, he's not here because of a contract dispute. He's a guy also, I mean, hey, I love the commercials, by the way. Progressive commercials. I'm going to miss those because there's not going to be no, 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 no progressive. <laughs> Chad, I'm looking around the league. 
with this Matt Ryan trade that we're going to talk about, oh, yeah. I don't see where he can go out and be the number one starter. I don't think even if he goes to Seattle, he's Stop. like, okay, here's the job. Here's well, I, I, I mean, he, okay, okay, okay. I agree. I agree. I, I don't think were... Pete Carroll's going to hand him the job. Okay. I don't think I... Pete Carroll hand, hand, hands him the job. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I thought you were just saying he, like, because even if there's an open competition, I still think he's going to beat out Drew Locke 10 times out of 10. I'll say nine times out of 10. I'll give Drew Locke the benefit of the doubt. Now, now, <laughs> you're, you know, giving, you, you're giving Drew you know Locke why? one time. Yeah, you know why? You know why Pete will with Baker though. Baker's safe. He won't make the mistake. He he he, he will pull the ball uh, down if he has to. You know, Drew Drew think, doesn't give a shit. Drew will just let it rip. I think Drew is definitely more on that extreme, but I still think Baker is very mistake dumbass prone, or else he would still and, probably be in Cleveland because they would have probably so, done more. And, and, and that's what, why is he important? Because this guy, for for a 34th, 35th best quarterback in the league, he's still a, a, a mini celebrity. You know? <laughs> I mean, you he's talked about still, it. He has eight commercials. He probably yes. had more commercials last year than touchdown passes, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... So, it's sad. It's sad, Chad. The downfall was huge because yeah. I don't see where he can play football next year um, unless it, uh, Seattle. Can I give you a place. Can I give you a scenario I hope for? I kind of hope he ends up in Carolina so we can see that division as three quarterbacks taken in the top two who are busts and then one guy who was taken in the sixth fucking round who's the best player in NFL history. Or is the best quarterback in NFL history? I'm sure Tom Brady will that's, love that. That's my, I'm sure that's, Tom Brady will love that. That's my dream. Because you know people are definitely... Because you know that that then would become... You know, that's definitely a media thing. A media talking point. They're throwing the graphic up. Anytime Tampa's playing, it's like, Hey, I tell you, two number one picks, a number two. Then a guy in the sixth round proves that where you get drafted doesn't matter. Hey, you know, you know old old white guys realize? love nothing more than that shit. You know what I just realized? Talk to me. We're gonna get we're gonna get the old school Jameis Winston versus uh, Marcus Mariota matchups oh, again. Instant thought as soon as I saw Mariota <laughs> sign with Atlanta, I was like, "Fuck!" Getting to see this duel. <laughs> In the free teams, I love it, Chad. How many uh, people you think were excited about about that for that reason? Like, how many people were like, just, you know what, Winston Mariota round three, basically. Maybe Dan Orlovsky. Oh no, Dan was excited. <laughs> Dan was excited. I mean, me and Dan are the only people still on the Carson Wentz corner, so I, I don't. I think Dan might have a lot of other stuff on his mind rather than rather than Mario to Winston. Um, <laughs> but boss, so I, I guess to wrap the Baker part, where do you see him ending up next year? Like, if you had to make a call, the team you've been talking about most is Seattle. Do you think that's where he ends up? See, that's I don't I don't even know if a guy like Pete Carroll wants that shit. To be honest with you, Ooh. a guy that's loud, a guy yeah. that 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 can be divisive. That make he already he already didn't like Russell Wilson talking. Now he's gonna get Baker Mayfield a talker in there. I don't I don't know, Chad. I, I have. No clue. I thought he should have gone to Houston, go back to his home state. Wow. And they, I don't think they even wanted him. So how about you, Chad? I mean, I, you, you're a great mind, so I, I will listen <laughs> to you. Um, 
you know, I do, I do see a scenario where I could see him ending up in Carolina because Carolina, I think, is desperate enough to just make some type of move at quarterback, like just some type of change at the quarterback position. And um, I think Baker I gotta may text Titus. I got to text Titus. I mean, he'll have a stroke literally the first as soon as the trade comes across. He'll have a stroke, but you know, I, I don't know. He's still got ECU to worry about, so he, hopefully that'll <laughs> ECU baseball heating up right now. So maybe he can. Hopefully he's focused on that. Um, boss, next trade we are going to move to because we got a lot of trades to talk about. Really, three huge ones that happened over the last week that we were talking. This next one, Devonte Adams, former mm. Packers receiver. Traded to the Las Vegas Raiders for a first-round pick and a second-round pick, was it? Or was it a – I can't remember. What was the other pick? It was a first-round pick and a second-round pick, right? I thought it was a first and a second, but let me confirm. Yeah, no, it was a first Uh, and a second. Okay. Yeah, so my thing is I actually want to give my initial thoughts, and I know nobody is going to agree with me on this. Maybe you're not either. I don't mind it for Green Bay. I really don't. Because because you then look at the contract extension he was given, five years, $140 million, and you go, oh, man, of course he's going to get that. He's the best receiver in the NFL. Why would you not give him that? I agree that he's worth that on an open market, and I agree that some teams should be paying him that, but I don't think the team that pays him that will then become a contender. Um, because we've just seen over and over again that the guys who are at the receiver position who are eating up the contract like, that's almost more of the poison pill contract than the huge running back deal is. You know, I think they're equally as bad when you go, hey, we're just going to make this guy the top paid receiver or we're going to make this guy the top paid back or a really highly paid back. Hell, I might almost rather pay the back, to be honest, because these receivers just have proven to not, you know, they're just not able to live up to the 23, 24, 20 plus million that, that they're getting. But, there, but there are some guys that are worth it. I, I You know, Mike Evans, Stephon Diggs. I think those are some guys that are worth their big. I would money. say dig. I would say digs. Yes, Mike Evans. You know, not, uh, I'm just not. A, I'm Ty- just not a fan of him. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, th- you know, th- I- I'm not gonna dismiss it. The only thing is, like, those guys got their money at a way younger age than what Devontae Adams is getting his money in. But think and about the biggest think comparison about the guys. I have is Julio I'm sorry, Jones. But... Yeah. No. Absolutely. Which is absolutely. not good. Yeah, but I was going to say, boss, think about the guys you just named. Stephon yeah. Diggs, Tyreek Hill, and uh, Mike Evans. Yeah. Who are, the, who are the three quarterbacks for those guys? Oh, you know? I mean. And, and look. Wait, well, Jameis Winston used to throw the ball to Mike Evans a lot, and I think that Mike Evans had a pretty good career with, with Jameis Winston. Uh, no, absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, Stephon, well, Stephon Diggs did good things with Kirk Cousins there. Uh, but no, absolutely. way better with Bill. With, 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 he got got paid before mm-hmm. he even played with with uh, with Josh Allen, uh, mm-hmm. and then of course Tyreek Hill. I mean, had good seasons with with Alex Smith. Turned Alex and, Smith into a deep ball thrower. Yeah, yes, yes, he did. Like so, single handedly. Um, um. So so you you're okay with with Green Bay letting him walk away, especially for that kind of money. This is my question to you, Chad, because I know you're having thoughts. Talk to me. Aaron Rodgers only liked to throw the ball to Devontae Adams. Yeah. Yeah, he did. So what now? Well, I think the thing is, and some of the stuff that came out kind of right after the Adams thing is, I think Rodgers was aware 
Like, to me, my thing is, like, I know Green Bay has fucked this up PR-wise about as bad as you mm-hmm. can for your top two players. To sure. me, at that point, that means there is no way in hell you are blindsiding Rodgers with this Devontae Adams news. So, yeah, yeah so I was going to say, no, no way, no way. So he definitely knew about this. I mean, probably when he signed his contract, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. He knew what was going on. Because if not, you know, Rodgers is a spiteful guy who would just say, eh, I'll hold out, I won't make any money, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but Or I'll just retire, you know, or something like that. Yeah. But uh but, yeah, I just – I don't see – I think they have to go receiver in the draft early. I'm not saying with their very first pick they need to, but early in the draft they need to go some type of receiver. And then they need to get at least one guy in free agency because you're not going to replace Devontae Adams with just one guy. And outside of him, their receiving core was not very good last year. If you you're just can. talking about talent-wise. You, you, you can. Look, we, we talked about this. We've seen teams come off the draft with ready-to-go wide receivers, right? Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, uh, uh, Jalen Waddle, uh, to yeah. certain extent, Devontae Avento. As I say, this man, why don't you, if if why don't you trade your first twos and try to move up and try to get your guy at wide receiver? You know, uh, yeah, Garrett well, Wilson right. probably or something like that. Drake London uh, maybe one of those early early guys. And then Rodgers is going to have to learn how to trust somebody else. I, I'm very intrigued. Uh, to see what's gonna happen, and uh, I, 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 like you said, they gotta go out there into the free agency and start grabbing guys or a trade. We can't forget trades still happen. There are wide can, receivers out there. That, can I tell you, know, you though, when you look yeah. at the Packers front office history, usually it was a front office that never even looked to acquire um, through free. They really only looked to acquire guys through the draft. And then they most recently kind of moved into free agency when they got the Smith guys and, um, you know, obviously Devondre Campbell, stuff like that. But I just don't think that this is a team that has ever proven they're going to go out and make a trade. They'll receive a trade, but I don't think they're going to go make a trade. Not even with the whole, you know, all the all everything they had to do to give Aaron Rodgers. You think there's no change in the direction? Oh, I don't what? like that. If you, I, I, I don't like that. If, if you're, you're telling me this, this is a stagnant team that can't move on with the times, and, and that bothers me. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what you get when you have a publicly run team. You know, a team that doesn't have an owner, a team that can't drive a direction one way or the other, and you have Brian Gutekind running it, who I think has done a really good job putting the roster together, but just overall, from an organizational standpoint, I don't feel like is great. No, I got um, you, boss. Yeah, but I will throw a crazy name. I just want to throw this name out there just to see what your reaction is. Would you who would you mind seeing Jarvis Landry in a Packers uniform? No, that's not a crazy name. His name has been connected. Oh, I'm the sorry. I'm sorry. Like he Jar- wasn't the crazy. He wasn't the crazy name. The crazy name uh-huh. was Antonio Brown. Which I'm not gonna lie. Shit. I think he's actually crazy enough that him and Rogers would kind of get along. Yeah, I, I, I can see it. Because they're both, I mean, hell, fucking Brady loved the guy to death for some reason. So, I don't know. Maybe, like, I'm thinking maybe he's just crazy enough that those two, like, the elite, elite, elite athletes kind of just get along no matter what. Well, but there's a difference, right? Like, Brady is more about the team. Yeah, 100%. And Rodgers more about himself. True. (laughs) And the spotlight needs to be on him, not on Antonio Brown. Well, yeah, I mean, he's going to have an issue with that. The first second Brown calls out Rodgers, it's going to be over. So it's going to look at it like, get this guy out of here, you know? Yeah, no, exactly, <laughs> exactly. 
Um, okay, boss. So then, from the Raiders' perspective, how do you feel about it? Because I mean, they're the team that acquired the what I would consider top three receiver. Yeah, um, you know, let's not shortchange him. This is a move. What do you see between this and the Chandler Jones signing? Do you see the Raiders as a lock playoff team, a playoff contending no, team? No, no, what do you see in no. them as? Playoff give me your AFC West. Sure. Give me your AFC West rankings at the end of it. Oh, at the end of at the end of what you're you. gonna say. I I'm, I'm giving you. you. I'm giving you your two minutes to think about it while you talk. <laughs> the Raiders saw what the hell was happening. Look, it was already hard enough to get cleared of Kansas City in your division with Patrick Absolutely. Mahomes and yeah. Hill and Kelsey, right? The, even with the bad defense Kansas City was playing, you were still playing Patrick Mahomes in that offense. <laughs> and then you're like, we were a playoff team last year. We weren't that bad, and we had a bunch of problems. But then Denver goes out there and acquires Russell Wilson. And then you go like, hmm, right? And Randy Gregory. <laughs> and you're like, okay. Yeah. And and then the Chargers go like, okay, well, I'm going to go out there and grab J.C. Jackson out of there. You know, might yeah. as well, too. I'm, we're we're going to get – and then all of a sudden the Raiders are like, god damn, we got to do something. Hey, don't forget – We got to do – Don't forget the Chargers getting this guy that the Raiders might know named Khalil Mack. They might have heard of him in, yes, the, in that organization. Look, there's so many moves in the AFC West. You're absolutely right. Go get a guy like Khalil Mack to play opposite of Bosa. And the Raiders are like, holy crap. Yeah. If we don't do anything, yep. we're, we're screwing ourselves over. What's out there? What is? Pick up the phone, everybody. What the <laughs> hell is out there? Yeah. You know? And I think that car they, connection, that car Adams connection, it helps. Drove it helps. Job. And I like it. Look, I think the offensive line. Look, we we crapped on the offensive line last year a lot, but they're not awful, right? They're just bad. Definitely. And you can yeah. improve from bad to average. Yeah. Darren Waller, no. Hunter Henfro, and then you get a guy like Devontae Adams, a guy like Josh Jacobs in the backfield. Yeah. You have uh, a, a, a good offense, you know, and I that think, can keep up and score with the other teams. And then you just got to focus on your defense, and I think they're going to do that in the late rounds, you know. Uh, Max Crosby, by the way, we didn't talk about this. Max Crosby got Huge paid. extension. Uh, huge extension. I know, it's it's been Taylor so crazy. Jones, yeah. It's been so crazy, it's like we can't even talk about the re-signs. We're only talking about the signings yeah. and the trades because it's so crazy. I will say the thing with the Raiders' O-line is – they have the one piece, and if you have the one stalwart like they have in Colton Miller, I think it's mm-hmm. easier to then build an offensive line, or at least build a, an average offensive line around it because you're able to lean on one well, guy. According to PFF, it's all about the weakest link. Your weakest right. link can then just be awful in the offensive yeah. line. Yeah, but I think so. a great offensive lineman can help raise the floor of what your weakest link can be. Correct. Because you're we able to leave them out on Vegas. islands. We're able to leave them out on islands more. You're able to, you know, get them into the second level on run blocking and all that stuff. So it's just, mm-hmm. I think that that raises the floor of what your worst offensive lineman can be. Even though I completely no agree doubt. with what you're saying about, you know, it's what weighs down the O-line more so than, hey, who are the standouts? Because um, we just have so many great pass rushers. And, you know, that's the thing is with the AFC West, I mean, all these teams are hitting, like, duo signings, right? It's an offensive guy, and, and every team has gotten a pass rusher in the AFC yep. West, uh, with the exception of Kansas City, obviously. Um, you know, so it's just all these moves going to be exciting. 
Devontae Adams, let's not be ridiculous. As much as I said I'm okay with the trade, he's still going to be a game changer for them. Uh, The thing is they still need to find that vertical type of threat. Mm -hmm. Um, The guy who's going to stretch the defense, take the top off of it, because that's not Adams, that's not Renfro, um, and that's not Waller. So it would be nice to have a Henry Ruggs out there for them, but, you know, (laughs) oh well. Oh well. Uh, So I want to give you – I want you to give me a grade. We didn't do this with the first Uh... one, but – Devontae okay. Adams, trade. Give me a grade for the Raiders and a grade for the Packers. Uh, for the Raiders, I'll give them a B. For the Packers, I'll give them a B as well. Okay. I'm giving the Packers an A-. Mm-hmm. I'm giving the Raiders a B-. minus. Because at the end okay. of the day, it still makes them a much better team. Let's not kid ourselves. Yes. Because um, Devontae Just Adams money. truly is that good. The money is just, I get yeah. it. And, and to be honest, I think the Raiders are going to have a really hard bill due next season because Carr is going to be a free agent. They're going to be paying Adams a shit ton. They're going to be paying Crosby a shit ton. So, you know, on the field, I would probably just give it an A. But when you factor in the, the you know, cap schematics and all that stuff. Although, I mean, boss, can we? Can I just ask you the question on the pod? Have we just completely overrated what cap space even yes. means in the NFL? yes. Yeah, you know, I feel like I feel like you can next just year, keep pushing it back. You just gotta keep yeah, pushing it like back. Like next year when we go into that free agency pod or whatever, or looking into the off season, and I'm freaking out because X team is 85 million over the cap. Just tell me to shut the fuck up. Like just, you just tell me like, hey man, like cut it out. Like relax. We did this for the was last it New two Orleans? Years. Was the New yeah. Orleans that created 48 million in like a week? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, literally, yeah. Like, they, you redo three deals, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, here's 35. It's like, what the fuck? Um, and with all these extra years that get added on to prorate the damn bonus, it's like, Jesus, all right, we get it, fuck. Um, I, I think the only way that the, 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 the cap gets legitimized again is if NFL decides to change cap rules, and I, I don't think they will because this yeah. is too good. They, we're, we're talking about – we're talking about – NFL free agency over March Madness right now. And the baseball stuff. 100%. 100% we're talking about NFL free agency first. And that momentum, they want that to continue all the way through the draft. That's why they set yep. it up this way. Um, but all right, boss. Moving on to our third trade that we are going to yes. talk about. Third and final yes. trade. The trade I'm most excited about. Matt Ryan to, Me too. Get to the Indianapolis Colts for a third round pick. Uh, I think this automatically makes the Colts AFC South favorites, um, pushes them right up to the top of that tier two. I said it last year at certain points. I don't really know how much – I didn't know how much Matt Ryan had left. But then really when you look back on it, it's like, dude, this team was – that team he was playing with was dog shit, you know, Garbage. for the most part. Um, and he still had some games. And, look, I know Matt Ryan has been the – you know, he's the stat-padding guy of, like, probably the 21st. He's a Blake Bortles but more extended and just a lot better. Come um, on. I Put just some mean from respect on Matt Ryan. No, no, no. Hey, look, I love Matt Ryan. I love Matt Ryan, but okay. he inflates his stats definitely with the fourth quarter shit. Um, but still, <laughs> what I think is going to be a huge, huge addition for them. You just said it was your favorite move, boss. Go ahead and tell us why. Yes. Because if I, if Matt Ryan, in my opinion, was playing that Week Seven, eighteen game against Jacksonville, they win that game. That uh, I, I really like Matt Ryan, man. Well, yeah, because they were losing. Of. Uh, <laughs> so you know that that's where he's comfortable coming back from down two TDs. <laughs> no, I'm just screwing with you. I'm just look, look, with you. look, man. I, I, 
I don't know where I had Matt Ryan last year in our QB rankings, and I want to look it up, mm. but I'm pretty sure I had that dude as a top 15 quarterback. Uh, I, I Look, you put him behind a good offensive line. Uh, they still have to figure out the left tackle position, but they still have Quentin Nelson out there. Uh, you put him, uh, you give him a pretty much, I would say, a top five running back in the league right now. Need to get him some weapons, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think the, the, the Colts historically have done well in the draft. They got to go out there and get him some weapons to throw the ball to. Uh, the defense is solid. Coaching is solid. Uh, I'm not 100% sure about AFC South front runners because I, I really mm-hmm. like the Titans and I, like, I love what Mike Vabro has done there. Okay. Um, but they, they can beat up on the South and find themselves into a playoff position while everybody's beating up on each other in the other divisions like the West and the North. So, yeah. I, I, I love this. I, I think this makes it into a double-digit win for the uh, season for the Colts. Ten, ten games, automatically. Wow. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the one hesitation, the biggest hesitation for me about saying they're you know going to be a 10-win team or anything like that is they play the... Uh, they play the AFC um, West in the division, or they play against the AFC West this season coming up. So that's going to be four super tough games for them. Um, they, but, can you know, that's, they can steal a game or two. They can steal yeah. a game or two. In my no, opinion. absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the thing is Matt Ryan is definitely going to be re-energized um, and rejuvenated mm-hmm. a little bit more because he's just not going to be asked to do as much. Like you said, I mean, a top – hell, I, honestly, I think saying top five is probably too low um, for Taylor. But, I, I mean, to me, he's the best back – he was the best back last season, easily. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I think the running back is really more of a year-by-year thing, just because these guys aren't able to really stack up three, four, five years of consistency the way you would like to see in some of these other positions. Um, but yeah, yeah I, right. I, I completely like the Matt Ryan trade. I think this is—I mean, the fact that they got him for a third-round pick. You know, the fucking Commanders gave up two-thirds to get Carson Wentz, who, look, I know I'm a Carson Wentz guy, but, you know, I'd much rather have Matt Ryan for a third yes. than Wentz for two. Like, let's be, let's not be ridiculous. Um, I, I have heard that he was looking to get an extension. I don't know, you know, that was when he was still with Atlanta. I don't know if that's continuing on, if he's going to be pressuring for that. To me, it's going to be, hey, play this first year out. Let's make sure you're not yep. shitty, and then we'll talk about Same it. Same thing with it, Stafford. Yeah, because then he'll be eligible really to make more money, a la exactly like what you said, what Stafford did, where he just signed for that huge four-year, $160 million extension. Very team-friendly, that deal, by the way. The Stafford deal? Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, the funniest part, like we just talked about with the cap space, the funniest thing is, hey, such-and-such signed an extension, making him one of the highest-paid guys of all time. Oh, by the way, it lowers his cap hit for the next four years. It's like, all right, how the fuck is that possible? Like, how are both things possible? He's, but, yeah. I think he's only taking 7% of the, the cap space this year. Yeah, I mean, the next two years, he's $13.5 million and $20 million. So those are, that's his cap number for the next two years. <laughs> so, and, look, once you've, won, once you've won the Super Bowl, then it's easy to talk him into, hey, you know, give us another year. Trust us another year. Um, hey, it's like, hey, I can get you in the Hall of Fame. I can change your narrative. Wow. That's, that's what he looks like to me. I can change your narrative. And you know what? I heard something with Colin Cowherd today, and I know he's kind of a hit-and-miss dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, Man, if you hear his Matt Stafford versus Aaron Rodgers comparison, 
he makes sense, and I would love you if you if you could hear it for the. Yeah, I'm. We'll talk offline. Yeah, I'll be honest. I just don't like this cowherd Rogers thing. Be, anytime he talks anything Rogers, because he's just had a thing against Rogers for a while. He just has, you know. And I made a good I, point. He made a good point. He, all based on facts. Granted. No, I agree. You, you, I mean, you you you, you, you change things it. a little bit. I'll definitely Very listen good. to it. So, and you got me intrigued now. I mean, hell, I might. We might end this podcast in like five seconds for me to go listen to it. So I apologize if we cut off right now. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I tell you what, boss, we are going to take a super brief break. We got one tiny little segment um, that we got left for this e- for this episode, but uh, I want to spend some time on it. So we're going to take a quick yeah, break. Boss. Before we do, I need trade grades on the Matt Ryan. Or I need grades on the Matt Ryan trade from both sides. Oh, I give it an A for the Colts, uh, and I give it a, a, a B plus for the Falcons. I understand. They're rebuilding. Yeah, I'll be honest. I'll go a little lower on the Falcons. I'll probably go C, C minus maybe because I just don't understand how a third is all you're getting, you know, to me. But I, but at the same time, how many teams really need a quarterback right now? Exactly. And, so. and, 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 and how many of them are actually willing? And they're the taking contract. on four, forty-one million in dead cap. Like the optics, I don't really love. But at the same time, like you said, it allows them to just straight up say, "Hey, we're now rebuilding. We're now a Moving new team." On. Yeah. Moving so on. that's why I at least let it save face. But all right, guys, taking a quick break. Other side, hitting some free agency. Welcome back, guys. Our last segment that we're going to get into more free agent signings that we have to talk about. We got a list of guys. We're going to talk about some under the radar guys. Then at the end, some maybe just some shout outs that we have for some guys. First name, though, that we're going to talk about, boss, Allen Robinson, a three-year, $46.5 million contract with the Rams, um, who we just said, you know, we're able to make that get that deal done because of the Stafford team-friendly extension. Um, mm-hmm. They also shipped off Robert Woods to Tennessee for a six-round pick. Overall, how do you feel about the Robinson, I guess really Robinson plus Woods move, um, because they're kind of simultaneous. They kind of happen together. Yeah, I mean, don't take this the wrong way, but I always felt like Robert Woods was more of like the overachieving wide receiver. Mm. Uh, as far as like old physical talent, uh, he was never that guy, right? Uh, Robert Woods had been in the league for a while before he actually got to the Rams. Did some time mm-hmm. in Buffalo, I believe. Buffalo. I think he yep. even did some time. Was, I don't know if he did like a year in New England. I mean, kind of found his stride in the whole McVay offense, right? Uh and then Allen Robinson is just a guy who's really shined with awful offenses, awful quarterbacks from Blake Bortles to Andy Dalton and Mitch Trubisky and always got his. And I I, I love the signing for the Rams. They, they understand that in order for you to win in this league, you need weapons. Um, and honestly, I, I felt that the Rams... They really wanted to get a get rid of Robert Woods because a six round pick. I think it's a little bit too low for him, but I get it. He's up there in age. The Titans. I think it's great for the Titans to be honest with you. Um, pair him with uh, AJ Brown. But I mean, I think the Rams just understand the game. Look, we have this this quarterback that we're, we truly believe in. Uh, he he he's believing in us for the deal that he took. Uh, 
we're ready to win Super Bowls and we're ready to win Super Bowls now because we still have Aaron Donald in his prime. Uh, we still have Jalen Ramsey under contract. So in his prime no, as well. I, 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 I love I love the deal, Chad. I I, yeah. I love the Allen Robinson signing, even for thirty point seven guaranteed. Yeah, and I think I mean honestly, I think Robinson is you know I I said it the whole time. I thought he was probably one of the more underrated free agents, and I thought he was just going to be a monster. And I think he realized he landed himself. I mean, to me, he got the best of both worlds right here. He landed on a great team and was able to get was able to get on this team for a, still a really good amount of money. I mean, it's not what he was making in Chicago, but let's be honest, fifteen million a year. No one's no one's crying for for Allen Robinson at that point. Um, no. The the thing with the Robert Woods deal is, I I think I feel like this is just kind of just like the salary cap thing. This is kind of our yearly reminder that hey man, when you have a really good guy, when you have a guy who's good but is making a lot of money, he's just not going to go for a lot. You know, when he has a lot yeah. of guaranteed money left and he's a veteran, he's just not going to go for a lot of money. And then that Robert Woods deal, I think, is kind of the reminder trade of that. Because it is funny, right, where you say, hey, man, Robert Woods, not the best, not the worst, a really, good pl- you know, a really good player. And it's like, fuck, a six-round pick? You know, you think of guys like, hey, what the fuck is a six-round pick? But like you said, that contract is not really, with the contract, it's just not as valuable at all. Um... Next guy, I think we can kind of go ahead and move on then to Von Miller, um, which mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be honest, boss. You're making noises, so I want you to go ahead. Um, look, I, I, <laughs> let's look at the contract details here, right? So it's six years, so 120 six million. Six years, 120 million. Yep. And. In guarantees, it's fifty-one million dollars. Yeah, right. Yes, it is. <sighs> Deep breath. I mean, I thought it was a for sure thing that he was gonna go to the Cowboys, right? But I, I can, but, but, Chad, this guy's thirty-two years old. I, I, yeah. I. I Look, I understand Buffalo. We're they're in a win now mode. Absolutely. For some reason, they're in a win now. I don't understand why they feel like their window is closing so tightly around them, but that's how they feel. They spent a lot of uh, draft capital in trying to get edge, you know, pressure into the quarterback last year. I guess they felt like Von Miller is gonna be that next guy, right? You can clearly say like, hey, maybe we didn't win that Kansas City game because we just couldn't put enough pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Um, as a Dolphins fan, I already hate this trade because <laughs> even if he works out, even if it works out for one, maybe two years, Chad, he's going if he lines up against whoever plays right tackle for the Dolphins, it's going to be a nightmare. Um, <laughs> how do I feel about it? Um, o- overpaid, right? It, yep. it is what it is. Um, I mean, I'm trying to see. I mean, they can they can get really out it's of a, this deal really after it's a three 2024. Year deal. It's a three yeah. year deal, um, which is what all these but, deals are really for the most part. I, I, I can't knock it, right? I, I mean, it, it. I can't knock it. it. It makes the Buffalo Bills a better team, um, and if that's what you know, a 32 year you know premier pass rush is going for, it is what it is. I just there's just one thing for me, Chad. Right? Talk to me. I, I just don't see how this moves Buffalo mm. like to the next step. Mm. 
No, I'm, I'm right there with you, honestly. I'm right there with you. I think Von Miller, while he had a really good run last year, let's be honest, he missed all of 2020 with that torn Achilles. Um, you know, his snap percentage has just gone down and down and down over the past four years. Um, 85, 78, or I'm sorry, 85, 79, 78, 67. So, you know, he's just missing a little bit more time to the point where, like, look, I'm not nitpicking, but when you're making 20 million or when you're signed a six year, $120 million deal, you kind of have to be able to produce like that. And I don't think while he was great in the playoffs, I just don't know if he's going to be able to maintain consistency to be worth that money over the course of a full season. And that's the other thing. He was doing well with the Rams because he was just a complimentary piece for that defense. Yeah. I just feel like now in Buffalo, he's the guy. Yeah, like, absolutely. You're, 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 you're the guy. And I'm not sure Von Miller is at a stage in his career where well, he, he should that. be the guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, so, and I, I, oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, I'm just, I feel very iffy. You threw a lot of money to go get a, 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 a elite edge rusher. I'm just not sure the Buffalo is, thinks that they're going to, I don't know I don't know if they're going to be able to get whatever they're thinking they're going to get out of him. Maybe I'm wrong, but. I don't yeah, know. I mean. To me, the thing is, like, I thought, I think Zadarius Smith is going to get way less money, and I would probably rather have him if I'm going to sign him to a three-year deal. Yeah. 29 so, years old, right? I was going to say, and I know that's wild to say because he's coming off the back injury, but Von Miller literally had a torn Achilles two years ago. Yep. So, And I know he looked good for eight games last year, but that's not 17. And really, if you're being honest, Buffalo doesn't want him to look good for 17. They need him to look good for 20 games, really. You know, if you're signing yep. this type of deal... You're expecting to go late into the playoff. It is very cap-friendly in that first year, only a $5.1 million cap hit. The interesting thing to me is if you're them, why wouldn't you want to put the why wouldn't you want to put the bulk of the money in the front end while you still have Allen under that cheaper deal? Um, I think was the thing for me because eventually, kind of like what we said about um, you know, the Raiders, eventually a bill is going to come due for them where hey, it might be a little bit harder, not that they're going to have to cut one of the guys, but just trim around the edges for the rest of it. I think they'll be all right. Uh, I mean, look, they've done a pretty good job, and, you know, Brandon B has done a great job in, in roster construction over there in, in Buffalo. But, no, you, you raise a good point, Chad. And I don't have an answer for you right now, Buzz. <laughs> also, they signed the Miami legend Duke Johnson today. So, you know, pour one out for him, um, DJ Laz. No, hey, <laughs> no, they also made a great signing today at Buffalo, which to me, uh, Crowder? Jamison Crowder, yeah. Jamison no, Crowder, I think Replace Cole Beasley as that third guy. Uh, uh, another weapon, a volume guy that I know Josh Allen's going to exploit the crap out of that. And, yeah, look, offensively, like we have no questions about this team. Defensively, yeah. lots of questions about this Buffalo team. Yeah, I think they're like right there. They're like one step below to me of how bad you can be to still be a Super Bowl type of defense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and if Von Miller is that piece that can kind of oomph them over the edge just enough, because, I mean, let's not forget, they're going to be getting Tredavious White back next year as well, who is a premier corner. Um, yes. And, you know, you really like both of their safeties, honestly, Hyde and Poyer. Mm -hmm. um, so they have an elite secondary, match it with an elite pass rusher. You know, they also signed Roger Saffold at guard. So, you know, I don't know. Buffalo and they made the biggest move of the day or of the of the free agency by trading for Case Keenum. So, 
<laughs> I mean, I don't know. Might be worth an A-plus grade right there just off that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I will say another thing that I, just while we're talking about Buffalo real quickly, mm-hmm. one thing that is interesting to me is I, I, I think they're going to be playing a lot of two tight end next season. You know, they, they were making – they were making it known that they were trying to get another tight end in there. I heard they were in for CJ Uzama, um, maybe a couple other tight end. Austin Hooper, they had been trying to link themselves to. They ended up getting OJ Howard to pair with Dawson Knox. I, I just think when you, have, when you have a quarterback like Allen, you're able to do so much different stuff mm-hmm. because he presents a size mismatch, or he presents a mismatch no matter what. You know, if they're in base, then he presents the speed mismatch. If they're in nickel or something like that, they present the size mismatch. So cannot wait to see what that offense is going to look like next year in Buffalo. Um, next guy, another offense that I'm actually really excited to see next year because I, I knew they were going to do something at receiver. And maybe this isn't quite the high-profile guy. They almost got him last year, but Juju Smith-Schuster going to Kansas City one year is three, $3.5 million. Um I know my thoughts on this deal, but I feel like I've just been talking for a long minute. So, boss, tell me how you feel. Well, I like it, Chad. Look, at the end of the day, Juju is an established receiver um, in the NFL. Uh, maybe we thought a little bit too highly of them in the beginning, uh, mm-hmm. especially when he was still running with Antonio Bryant. Uh, there was a lot of hype about him. Oh, uh, yeah. Antonio Bryant. Antonio Brown. Sorry. Uh, nah. <laughs> um, you know... Just like the, you know, we talked about, uh, oh, my God. Why do I keep forgetting names? James Washington, the wide receiver for the, the Cowboys sign. Um, yeah. Juju was facing the same problem in, in Pittsburgh that, you know, at the end of the day, um, your quarterback was Ben Roethlisberger, right? And, and yeah. Juju became the ultimate poster for nine catches for 42 yards in a game. I think oh with Patrick God, yeah. Mahomes – that changes. Uh, he's going to have more space. He's going to work that slot. Um, you know, people are going to follow naturally Tyreek Hill and, and, and Travis Kelsey. And I think he's going to he's going to um, really benefit from playing in this offense. And I think he's a more much more sure-handed catcher than a guy like Brian Pringle, right, who, who went to the Chicago Bears. So Did you see, three, by the way, how much he got on his deal? I know it was only one year, but... Is, is it like close to ten million dollars or something like that? He got six for one million, which oh. I don't know what the hell Byron Pringle has ever shown to earn six million dollars. But go ahead, boss. I'm sorry. I just I mean I couldn't get that no, out of my head. So it's it's a good deal for Juju. Uh, he can show you know it's kind of like one of those like prove it deals, and yeah. I think you'll be all right. I think he's gonna be like a seven hundred eight hundred yard catch dude. And I, he's going to get his touchdowns. I, look, he's going to find space, and it, it, he's good. I, I actually like this pickup, especially for the type of money that he's getting paid. Yeah, and I think one of the things that I love most about this deal is it gives him a receiver who's able to win on third down kind of physically. Because I think one of the mm-hmm. things about Juju that, you know, while I didn't love the Ben era by any means, I think it did make him a tougher receiver because he just was over the middle you know, a whole lot, little quick, yep. quick in routes, quick hitches, you know, digs Catch across the, the ball, middle. take the hit. Yeah, exactly. And so I think he's going to be able to actually create, you know, mismatches in the middle of the field. I mean, think about him and Kelsey in the middle of the field together with Tyreek Hill kind of as the burner opening up all that underneath stuff. I think 
this is a perfect situation for Smith-Schuster, and he's going to be kind of key for them on third down because, to me, that was – they excelled on third down last year, but I think once they got into the playoffs, some of those third downs kind of became a little bit harder for them, and it showed, especially in that Cincinnati game in the second half. Um, oh, yeah, and now we're actually going to move on to Cincinnati. Lyle Collins, a three-year deal. This is a guy who you were vouching for for the Dolphins, so – why don't you tell me how you feel about him signing with Cincy? Not from a Dolphins fan perspective, but just give me the, uh, the, the football take. I know. I know. Sorry, boss. Uh, <laughs> so this team, they go out there and they yeah. sign Ted Karras. They yeah. sign Alex Kappa. And by God, they're finally moving on from Isaiah Prince as a starting right tackle. Granted, I know <laughs> Riley Reef was there for the beginning of the year. And they upgrade this dude with Lyle Collins. And then on the left side, you have uh, Williams. Uh, Williams from Alabama. They got rid of the left tackle, the left guard, I think. What's his name? Carmine? Uh, no, he's still no. on the team. Oh, uh, Trey Hopkins? No. Not Trey Hopkins. He wasn't the left guard. What's his Who's name? Well, I know Jackson Carmine, uh, I guess, is their prospective left guard for this upcoming season, who I didn't love so, last year. I'm not going to lie. You know, uh, look, I I love this for Leo Collins. Mm. He, he He's playing with a legitimate franchise quarterback. No, oh, yeah. no not trying to take any shots. Um, <laughs> Chad, the quick question is, did he get a new contract? Because I can't find – or is he still playing under the old Cowboys contract? No, it's a new contract because we straight up released him. We didn't even trade or have anyone. I'm, I'm trade trying for to him. find the contract here, and yeah, I'm not seeing any. It. Yeah, I'm not seeing any details on it yet. To be honest, I haven't even seen a number okay. or anything. Okay, so hopefully uh, we'll get that later on. I, I I love it. Even if you're paying him, probably I wouldn't be surprised if he's in that probably sixteen to seventeen million dollar range, which is mm. steep. That's like yeah. Brendan Scherf money, but he's also younger. Uh, and, and, and I think he's a really good right tackle, and I, I love this for the Bengals. So, yeah, it could, I, this is an A-plus for me, Chad. Wow. Yeah, I think the only thing is I've been hearing a lot since the deal and since some of the stuff has kind of come out is apparently his just medical is just horrible. Like, there are real concerns about him, you know, lasting in the NFL more than the next couple of years, and that was kind of – part of the reason why Dallas um, felt like they needed to release him because they felt like his best years were well behind him, you know, physically. And, and I hope that that's not the case. Um, and I hope, you know, I uh, what Cincinnati gave him a three-year deal. So they're not really betting on him to really stay healthy longer than two years, I would say. So I don't know. You know, when you made the Teron Armstead, um, Lyle Collins kind of comparison earlier, I'll actually mm-hmm. – I meant to say I, I'll actually – and we don't, we won't know this for a long minute, but I actually think Teron Armstead will actually probably last longer in the NFL than Lyle Collins does, <laughs> even though sad. he's much older. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, 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 with all that being said, I do think like, look, they have, they definitely invested in the offensive line, and for that, I give them an A for the off season because mm-hmm. they took their biggest weakness. Didn't make it a strength, I would say, but I think they made it more than manageable compared to what it was last year. No longer a liability. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, and when you have an elite quarterback, which Burrow is, um, excuse me, I don't think 
that you need the greatest offensive line. You just need, like you said, a passable or non-liability for the offensive line. Yep. Um, past two quarterback signings that were one re-signing, one signing that are pumping us up in the A or in the NFC South. Jameis Winston, <laughs> two years, twenty-eight million with twenty-one million guaranteed um, to go back to the Saints, and then Marcus Mariota, two years, nineteen million for the Atlanta Falcons. Boss, I, I just want your thoughts on both deals. Uh, obviously, Winston being the re-sign, he's coming off that ACL. Mariota spent last season with the Raiders. Last two seasons, I'm sorry, with the Raiders. How are you feeling mm-hmm. about those moves? You know... <laughs> <laughs> God, I can't wait to hear this. I'm just, I'm just done with the Saints and quarterbacks at this point. Yeah. First, they're, they're trying to make this guy work from BYU. I keep forgetting his name. Taste, Taysom uh, Hill. Taysom Hill. I like Jameis, but I don't see a world where Jameis gets 21 guaranteed anywhere else. Or anywhere close to 21 million guaranteed anywhere else. Why are you playing so, paying so much over the market for Jameis Winston? I like Jameis. I think he has all the physical tools to play to you know for a good quarterback in the NFL. Twenty-one guaranteed for what? Because you can compete for second place. Now I will say this, Chad: if we rank NFC quarterbacks, Jameis might be a top ten quarterback in the NFC at this point. And that's the sad part. You could also call him a bottom eight quarterback, though, in the NFC pretty easily as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you can. Top ten, bottom eight. Um, But Uh, but let's be honest. I I think he's in in that 50 percentile, which gives him a chance to make the playoffs, and I think that's what they're rolling with. Let's try to make the playoffs with the roster that we have because, honestly, the NFC, there's just a vacuum of good quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, look at, like, all for all the talk we've done about the AFC, the NFC has just gotten worse, honestly. I mean, Matt Ryan. reminds you of the Western Conference for a while, right? The AFC back in the day basketball. You know, 100%. That's a great call. (laughs) That's how I feel. Uh, I just felt like they overpaid for him. Um, As far as Marcus Mariota, uh, it shows me that Atlanta is ready for their rebuild. They, They... it's kind of it's kind of sucks for Arthur Smith. <coughs> well, I think that was Arthur Smith's guy. Honestly, I think that was kind of the driving force, I guess, in signing him. Uh, uh but the thing is, Chad. Let's be honest. You're not going to win football games with Marcus Mariota. No, no, not at a consistent level. Um, Especially not with that roster. Poundings. I mean, people are excited about Cordell Patterson coming back to the Falcons. Love, love the story last year. Find it hard that he will be able to duplicate it this year. Um, you, you, you just, man, that that Falcons team is going to be awful. Uh, you're going to be throwing to Kyle Pitts. That's it. Yeah, and hopefully they draft somebody to either come in and play quarterback or someone to help catch a pass from the quarterback. I think Atlanta's so depleted they could maybe even not even go quarterback this year just because they just need yep. a full actual NFL roster. Um, you know, over. I, I would trade back. Somebody wants to draft a quarterback to ensure that they got their yep. quarterback. Just trade back. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, people are saying that they could be the team moving up to get a quarterback. I think they should go the other mm-hmm. way. Like you said, I yep. mean, don't reach for like we've we've learned this we've learned this for 20 plus years. Don't reach for yep. a guy you don't believe in, you know. And 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 EJ Manuel is the current poster boy for it, and I hope one of these quarterbacks from this draft class don't turn into the new poster boy for it, but I feel like one of them will. Hey, I want to make a bet though, Chad. Oh shit. Okay. Falcons, Saints, lock yeah. it in for a Thursday night game. Oh no! Oh lock yeah! It in. I, oh, hundred percent. Lock it in. Fucking hundred percent. That has Thursday. <laughs> that has Thursday night week four written all over it. Because the thing is, you know they're gonna want to put it early and get it out of the way while both teams are still semi trying. Oh yeah! yeah. I don't right think they the start the Jacksonville game. Because I was gonna say they don't start the week. They don't start the Thursday night games, I think, till week three. Well, they do the one in, in the first game of the season, and then I think they yes. skip week two. And, and they, they have do it lately. In week three. Le, 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 yeah, they do it in week three. Yep, there you yeah. go. So, you know, hopefully, God, that'll be – I can promise you that'll be one where I'll be going to sleep at halftime. Like, I can tell you, for you making the bet to say that it'll happen, I will bet you right now I will not watch more than 30 minutes of that game. Thirty minutes of game time that is. So, but, oh uh, man! Hey, but real oh. quick question, because we're talking about these signings, right? And I know no, you want to move on to the under the radar. What's up with Jimmy G? I I would have thought that somebody at this point would have made a move. So, and the list is just shrinking mm-hmm. right now, and I don't see the 49ers trading him to Seattle for end of you know uh, same division over here. So, like, what happens now? Yeah, I mean, genuinely, I really don't know what team he ends up on. Like, I don't see the obvious avenue of a team where he's he goes to and is like, hey, we're better now, you know, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, the market is just kind of dried up as far as which teams need quarterbacks. I saw that the Colts didn't want to take the chance on him over Ryan because of the shoulder issues that he's been having gotcha. um, the past couple years, which I completely understand. I mean, Hell, that's the only reason he's on the trade block in the first place is, you know, he's just not – he just has no reliability with staying healthy. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the list of teams. Genuinely, I really don't know. I mean, I guess he probably ends up on someone like the Panthers or something like that. But God, We keep that... throwing the Panthers out there, but aren't well, they I just think the... Sam Darnold? What? Oh, God, no. No, I don't, they I don't think Sam so. Darnold? I mean, but they're, don't they, they owe him the twenty-two? Don't they have to cut him at some point so they don't? Have no, to I mean that's the, the thing. Yeah, no, that's the thing is they're paying him the eighteen point eight next this year coming up, no matter what. But mm. they fucked up opting or uh, doing that last year. So I don't need for them to say, "All right, well, we're committed to Sam Darnold just because we fucked up with extending him." So, I mean, my thoughts with the Carolina Panthers—they're gonna—they're gonna draft. The, the number they're going to be the first team taking a quarterback in this year's I, draft. To me, I don't think I, I guarantee I, I, it. I agree with that, but I also think, or I could see that happening. But I also think that's not going to deter them from going after a guy because Matt Rule needs to win this season, or else he's out of there, and he knows that. Yeah, the the, the problem with Matt Rule does he even have a like good draft capital to go get a guy like Jimmy G. Right, because well, I mean, hell, we just talked about no teams need a quarterback. What's the draft capital necessary? You know, what do you really need? You're not getting a two for Jimmy G. Sorry, you're just not. 
But does that mean San Francisco plays hardball and go like, you got to give me a one? Hey, congrats! Play hardball and and have a quarterback sit on your bench for twenty million. You Mike, like I think Jimmy that's G, you, though. You I like do. Jimmy G? No, absolutely. But at the same time, I just I don't see the market for him right now. Is the unfortunate I part. Gotcha. I mean, I would have much rather liked Pittsburgh to sign him. I mean, I would have loved a bunch of these teams to do him over some of these other moves. But you know, I I, I don't know. I just don't think there's I a market you, for boss. him right now. Um, although hell, I don't know. Maybe Eagles. Oh man! So the Eagles were the teams that I was trying to connect with Baker Mayfield. Oh, what happened? Oh man, what happened? No, 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 nothing. I was just saying. Uh, I always say okay. that whenever whenever I whenever I put a quarterback to the Eagles, Eagles fans just get so mad because they're like, "Hurts hey, is hey. a fucking guy." Oh, Tilly throws for seventy. Say. Tilly throws for seventy-five yards and three picks against the Giants. I mean, Baker Mayfield, I could see as a viable option for the Eagles, in my opinion. Just a crazy town, crazy quarterback. Uh, maybe Jimmy G goes back to New England. Would you take Jimmy G over Mac Jones right now? No, definitely not. No, okay. Just because, just because of the Mac Jones development thing, and they've already, I mean, they've already handed him whatever this, whatever the version of handing the car keys to someone is in New England. They've done that with Mac Jones. It's a very small car, probably 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 electric, probably electric car, honestly. Um, but yeah, so I, yeah, I, I don't, I couldn't see that happening. I mean, I'm really looking down the list right now. I mean, Giants don't have the cap space to get it done, but uh, yeah, I mean, they ju- and they just gave Bridgewater some money. Who did the Giants? Yes. No, not Bridgewater. No, I was gonna say Miami gave Miami, Bridgewater. Miami gave Bridgewater. Uh, and, then, gave, and, then, uh, and then he said he wasn't or and then he said when they asked him if he was coming in to be the backup, he said I'm not talking about that. Which I loved. <laughs> uh watch him push Tua for their starting job. Oh, hundred percent. Hundred percent. I called that when they signed him. Um, <laughs> all right, boss. We're getting to the end. Real quick, do you have an under the radar signing that you want to shout out? It can be anybody, really. Well, I think I already did. It. I think it was a Jamison Crowder deal. Uh, okay, one year with I, Buffalo I, 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 for four million dollars. A guy that's like volume. A guy that's always getting his number. A guy that if he can get you that third down, I mean, shit, I I, I love. For four million dollars, this guy just played on a bunch of bad teams, and he always got his. So yeah, give, give me Jameson Quarter for one year, four million dollars, Shad. Yeah, I mean, even in Washington, to your point, when he was playing with hell at quarterback, I still thought he was able yep. to, you know, really do some good stuff. Which is, you know, not obviously with the quarterback situation they had, uh, not very yep. easy at all. Now he's going to be playing with one of the best guys in the whole league. So could see him filling into that Emmanuel Sanders type of role. You know, yep. something like that for them. Maybe even maybe a Cole Beasley replacement. Actually, I think Sanders might still be with, with Buffalo, but He's definitely a Cole agent. Beasley. Free agent. Oh, okay, okay. Well, then, hell, yeah, stepping in to be the number two probably. Um, another one that I have, boss, is uh, I like Austin Hooper at $6 million to Tennessee. I think yes. that them having a tight end that can block and catch passes is super important because of the offense that they like to run with the play action and all that stuff run dependent with Henry. I like Hooper a lot. I thought he was really good, and, and I thought it was kind of crazy that Cleveland was like, hey, we'll rather have Njoku than him. Um, 
But, hey, that was just me. Uh, I think he's going to be really, really good. And I think he's probably going to be – God, do I want to say the second leading – do I want to say he's going to have more yards than Robert Woods? I think I'll say it. I'm going to say it. He's going to be the second leading receiver on Tennessee next year. I mean, Tannehill likes to throw the ball to the tight ends. Yeah, exactly. He's a very tight end friendly quarterback, so that's why yeah. I felt like it was important for them to get him one. Um, boss, all right, so that – I think that's all we got for today. We've talked about a whole Ooh. bunch of signings, bunch of trades. I know. Got to exhale real quickly. Um, we will be back next week, guys, with a whole bunch more stuff. We're going to be talking more free agency we're going to be talking draft stuff because it's right around the yes. corner. We got a bunch lined up for you guys. So keep staying with us through this offseason. We appreciate all our listeners, and we hope you guys stay safe. Ciao.